0: Welcome to Black Lions Domain. This talk segment was created with the intention of interviewing people that Zachary Shiloh has loved from mere days to many years. In recent times, BLD, as I call it, has gone through a change. It used to be known as Roaming around for the better part of 2020 into 2021. Circa January 12th, I felt a change in the air. And it was time to be more grounded, universally grounded. So, welcome to the rebooted. Black Lion's Domain called Universal Grounding. Thank you for joining me. I'm sure you're going to love the guest that I have on this episode. Please follow me as Zachary Shiloh and Black Lion130, respectively on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also email me at zacshi 130 at gmail.com. I have places that can be listened to, such as Apple Pods, Google Pods, Breaker, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, <clears throat> Bullhorn, and so many others. You can subscribe to my YouTube page. I am Zachary Shiloh there. With that said, thank you all very much for getting grounded with me. I hope you enjoyed the guest that I have on this. Please just continue to support this brand. I bow to you in respect. Take care. All right, here we go. The record button has been hit. Oh dear God, please let Zoom work. Zoom, please be nice to be my nice guest. Please be nice. You have a history of going wonky on me sometimes. Please be nice. All right, kids, welcome to Universal Grounding in Black Lions Domain. If you heard the intro, it is basically my uncensored plateau, where I talk to people who I've known from mere days to mere years about what I know about them and what they know about me. Well, if you followed the last Universal Grounding, kids, I mentioned that there is a... How did I... Raise myself a certain dragon hunt that was on the way. Well, she's here right now in the flesh, kids. Yes, she is with her beautiful uh, six foot tall self. Yes, yes, yes. And here we go before we even finish off the introduction. Mommies and daddies, you are going to want to get your kids out the room. (laughs) I'm sorry in advance. You're going to have to get your kids out of the room because we are going to be explicit here. And plus, there's stuff that we're going to talk about, you don't want your kids to hear at all. So <laughs> you got 10 seconds to get your kids out the room. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. As a matter of fact, I actually am apologizing, but I'm not really sorry because I actually am a dragon like her to some degrees or another. All right, so 10, 9, 8. Seven, six, five. You got five more seconds, mommies and daddies. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. I'm sorry, mommies and daddies. From this point on forward, it's unfiltered, it's uncensored, and we're just going to get into it. So, you little kids, they cannot be a part of this conversation or listen to this at all, unless they are Over the age of 13, then we're all culpa. But if they are 12 or younger, sorry. In advance. Sorry. All right. So she is a businesswoman. A dragon. Yes, yes, I got the rare breeds, kids. A past sniper, like me. A best-selling author. She actually has a Couple of wonderful courses out now, kids. That I'm sure she's gonna actually spill the beans about to you and me. Respectfully, <clears throat> what else can I say beyond Ascension as well, which is my third book of the year. And without further ado, welcome to Dragon's Lair with the uh, character race. How you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Zachary. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you for coming
0: on. So I read uh, Ascension last month after a rough day at work. I believe that you were like the second to last chapter, if my memory serves me correctly, before uh, Jan Brent, who we shall be discussing at some point. Yeah. I said, "Ooh." Okay, I like this, hon, yeah, she's she's got something about her. And lo and behold, you were describing a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, mm, if she wasn't married with children. <laughs> <laughs> if she wasn't married with children, and then there was a little bit of a vibration between me and her, I would be asking that out. Yes, I would. <laughs> But then I found out that you were six foot tall. I said, what? (laughs) I said, excuse me? You actually talked about that in our first uh, Naked Mirror course uh, class. Mm -hmm. You said that you were six foot tall. I said, wow, this is absolutely great. Not only is she a dragon, but she's six foot tall. She's now, ladies and gentlemen, the tallest female in Black Knight's domain history. Not the tallest yes. person overall. I think the overall tallest person in the history of my show is still one MGB Graham from the UK by way of Virginia. Uh, Graham, I think you must be like six foot plus, aren't you? You're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong. We shall find out. But for now, Karen race. She's actually the tallest female in this show. And I'm not complaining. That's a great thing to see. And I can see it off of her right now. She's got the flow state all over her. Mm. God bless her hobby. Yes. And hello, sir, if you're listening, please take care of her. She oh, he a-
1: takes care of me great.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of you and your family. Lovely. All right, Karen Hunt, can you please give my listeners your background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am Karen Terrace. I'm the dragon doula, like he said, and I'm a divine mother creatrix, a licensed myofascial structural alignment integrator. So, lots of body work. I'm a super conscious leadership mentor, as well as a metaphysical strategist. And really, my whole purpose of being here is to create accelerated path to higher realms of consciousness for the entire planet. And honestly, I just come with one simple warning label, which is: if you fuck with me, I will absolutely change your life. And <laughs> you really know that you are a legend. That's yes, it. and I
0: remember you actually saying something like that in Ascension. I said, Whoa, <laughs> yes, yeah, stay on a good side, stay on a good side. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh my god! All right, so you're notoriously known for associations with dragons, huh? And yeah. I remember that uh, I read the book and then I posted something online with you, Jan Love we will be talking about, uh, Aleka Rose, David Vine, and the previous guest of Black Lion's Domain, Dion Garcia, stating that my history with dragons in this life has been over 30 years. So it, it kind of goes something like this off the top of my head. The first thing that I ever noticed with dragons in it is, The Last Dragon by Barry Gordy. As I stated with Dion Garcia, that is my exposure to the flow state. Before that, I never knew what it was, ever. And I was a small kid at that point. Then when 2017 hit, the flow state came back, but in a different form for a, a show called Dragon Ball Super. And I looked it up, and I said, excuse me, this is the same thing as the glow from the last dragon, get out of here, get out of here. And then lo and behold, it's the truth. I said, wow, I wind up obtaining this form in 2019, right before my second fiance and I broke up. I found out that I had symptoms of the flow state. So I was working, I would say, circa November fourteenth, two 2019. And I was feeling kind of different. And I said to myself, hmm, what's going on here? So I took a 15-minute break after noticing these symptoms, and I said, why does it feel like I have ultra instinct? And then I read it, and I said, oh, shit. I have somehow, some way obtained this form, <laughs> seriously. But I don't have to try and get it back quite so much like Son Goku did. <laughs> how did I get it? But then I actually meditated, as I told Dion, and this is how I obtained it. I was willing to be scared. I was willing to fail. Not only that, go beyond my limits. <clears throat> so I wound up getting a higher sense of it. And a certain woman by the name of Mayuko Fukino, or better known as Mayu-chan from Japan, she's actually stating that this higher sense of flow is what I call flow tastic, which is the name of my business. She was sitting in it as we were recording her show. And she said, Oh, you got this uh, flow thing. I said. Yeah, that makes absolute sense to me. All right, beyond that, <clears throat> my thing with dragons also includes one mighty Morphin Power Rangers for all you childhood geeks out there. All right, so season one's uh, Sixth Ranger was a dragon. Season two, the Rat Ranger's Zord was a dragon from... A different show, we go to WAMC Masters. W-M-A-C Masters, excuse me. One of their fighters was named Red Dragon Chris Oramasa. All right. In the pro wrestling world, or better known in Japan as pro wrestling, there was a dragon tag team called Red Dragon. I said, oh, boy. Last but not least, so we don't actually keep on running into a wall. I am a dragon empath according to Anita Majorani and Jennifer McLean. So that's my history with dragons. And if you want any more kids, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and you do the same dragon, Hunt. i I'm sure there might be more, but I'm not gonna hold you hostage, love. No, I'm not. All right, so please, hon, tell us about your dragonhood.
1: Uh, yeah, so I was I'm a earth dragon in Chinese astrology, so my zodiac sign is dragon. my mom is also an earth dragon um I used to have a little picture of a mother dragon and a baby dragon like flying above my crib so dragons have literally been around forever. My parents were big Renaissance nerds, big Merlin <laughs> nerds, so like Camelot and Arthur. Merlin is well known as being a dragon he used to hang out underneath Camelot and keep it safe so he has always been around I was raised pagan and Unitarian Universalist so there was just a lot of mythology in my life a lot of always a big serpent it doesn't matter if it was fire breathing or if it could fly or if it was water like there's just always a giant serpent somewhere or even in the bible right there's the snake Mm -hmm. that's circling the tree of the knowledge of good and evil right so snakes are just everywhere (laughs) snakes dragons just (laughs) everywhere and then um really my like my whole life once I really started thinking about it and then in 2018 I had what I would consider my kundalini awakening so I really became very super conscious I had had an unassisted home birth the year before so my daughter was born at home before my midwife got home or got here uh, 15 minutes before so I that's kind of like what started my conscious awakening I guess like going from being unconscious to conscious learning about my thought patterns really like understanding things like Brene Brown and her shame research and Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer just like starting to get my hands on what I could but a year after that I hit my what I call my super conscious awakening or my kundalini awakening where all of a sudden the idea of superpowers and levitations and bilocation and psychic abilities and all these things started like like real actual magic not just like pretend like I don't know the prestige sort of like Barnum and Bailey shit like actual magic. <laughs> So through that time, I just continued to, to play with the different archetypes, but it was always coming back to this really, like this mythos, like, we're not just here as a construct, we're not just like built, we're not like clay models, we're actually here playing a game or playing a role like in the theater. And we just forgot that that's what we were doing. And through that, I just kept coming into dragons over and over again. They just kept popping into my world. I started channeling in light language or speaking in tongues essentially. And I didn't know what I was doing until I met someone who I still, to this day, do not know how I ended up in this Facebook group, but I ended up in a nine day Facebook group called dancing or walking with dragons with this woman, Allie Smith. And she was using the same or dragon Oracle deck that I had given my husband the year before. Cause he loves dragons. Like literally my husband has a giant dragon on his back. He bought me a star in the heart of Draco, the constellation for our oh. first wedding anniversary, like dragons everywhere in my life but she was using this deck and I was like that's so cool I have that same deck like this is going to be awesome and then not only that not only did she talk a whole lot more about what was in like not just what was in the little booklet but she was clearly like having conversations with these dragons and other dragons too at the end of it she did a light language activation or what she called a dragon tongue activation which was almost identical to the things that i was doing during my own personal meditations that i wasn't like telling people about per se but i had i had actually gone to one of my mentors and she had me come and perform at one of her events but it was like it fit in perfectly for us to just be singing this kind of chanty nonsensical magic right and Ooh. then all of a sudden, there's this woman who's like teaching the same thing and i'm like the Fuck, what? You're you're getting (laughs) clients by teaching them about talking to mythical what? Because I was at the time a pleasurable parenting coach. I was teaching sensual motherhood. I was just really trying to get moms to reclaim their ability to be sexy. Like just because you had kids doesn't mean that you're not sexy anymore and that you can own. Like that's when I started doing my mirror work more. When I was really teaching like, parenting from this aspect of like you don't need your kids to go out of the room if you know how to have responsible conversations with your children and you know how to just like you have your own morals and you're willing to stick to them and it doesn't matter what nani and poppy and whatever say you are raising your children the way you're raising them and guess what it's totally different from the way that you were raised why because you probably spent a ton on therapy like i did because of the way that you were raised so why the hell would we keep raising our kids the same way (laughs) i agree I agree. You. see you know, you know, like I do, come with a warning label because I use explicit words. But you know, my daughter walks around calling her pussy her pussy. Ah! <sighs> I love you, pieces. <laughs> she does, and her brothers both have penises. I'm a body worker, right? I'm a massage therapist. I'm literally licensed, a body is a body is a body. I'm naked underneath these clothes, just like you're naked underneath your clothes. Like they're just bodies. There's tons of works of art of naked bodies. The fact that there's so much shame around the body, that's what I was teaching. That's what I'm an expert in, like a full master, like over 10,000 hours of body work, like knowledge and actual application. So when you start telling me that I could do that, but then start teaching people how to use dragons, and how to channel and be clairaudient and clairvoyant and like have a direct tap into source and talk to aliens, sure or whoever. Like <laughs> actually start creating a world like the Federation because I was raised on Star Trek. I had two oh, in yeah my life, Star Trek and Renaissance fairs. They're like the opposite of each other, but that's <laughs> what I was raised with. <laughs> Literally, oh. how I was raised: ancient, ancient magic. And then future technology and future belief systems. So every every time people ask me, why do I do what I do? Like, why is it that you're this high-end coach? Why is it that your courses are this price? Why is it that you're showing up every week doing your own live stream? Why do you do all these things? Because I don't understand how in the 21st century there are people who still starve or that don't have access to clean water or medicine or shelter. <laughs> Like, I literally cannot comprehend why Jeff Bezos exists and why children are still starving and that wars are still happening. Like, it does not compute.
0: Uh, Oh, you're talking Zachary Shiloh's language on different fronts. I've been asking that question for a long, long time. And this is why I keep on hammering this message across the world. And I will never shut the fuck up with this. I will say this, I will say this. We do not need the donkeys, the elephants and the Royals. That's my opinion. We can get along by ourselves. We just need to come to an understanding of each other that we are all unique but at the end of the day, we are all the same. We answer yep. to one eternal title, and that is human beings. Yep. Fuck all this other bullshit. We are human beings. Anybody yep. got a problem with that title alone? I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm telling you off. Fuck you. <clears throat> yes like you yeah. we so are human beings
1: that's up. where the dragon energy just comes in for me because i i recognized the kundalini after that i started really owning my dragon i just i had a, a one of my coaches is a multi-millionaire she teaches um metaphysics bespoke metaphysics like she's super strong she won a visa america without ever applying for it like that's how magical this woman is she told me sat me down once we were on a group call and i was like messaging or whatever and she's like karen just i'm getting to you i was like okay and she got to me and she's like you do not teach parenting you do not teach motherhood you do not teach like first grade metaphysics you teach dragons you are a dragon, you're powerful, you know your shit, you know you're smart, you know you're sexy, like you have it all, and that's what you teach, and I was like, oh really, well thank you for telling me, (laughs) and literally like they say the rest is history, like I met some incredible people who helped me to just continue to see that, I worked with clients that were that that's what they did they were these magical beings that just didn't know that it was okay to be weird out loud that would try to figure out how to market their their ability to channel or be psychic or have conversations use their clairaudience their clairvoyance what I call super conscious resources others call psychic abilities because we all have them it's just what's beyond the normal human consciousness but you can read things like autobiography of a yogi or the sex magic of isis like there's so many people from all over the world who have shown jedi-like abilities they're not just like it's not just jesus christ it wasn't just one dude one time in israel like it's all over the whole world there are stories that are similar that show bilocation teleportation levitation telepathy telekinesis all of that It exists when you can break free of the constructs that are being fed to you. And because we have the internet, it's a whole lot harder to make us feel like we're still crazy. I have a following that is international, right? I know people from all over the world who message me and say, thank God you exist because now I don't feel like I'm a crazy person. And I'm like, good. (laughs) I'm so glad that you don't feel like a crazy person because going sane by becoming super conscious, absolutely looks insane to the rest of the world. So if we can stick together and we can have our conversations, then it'll be easy for us to go infiltrate the policies. Like I wanna be president of the United States of America. I also wanna be a Grammy award-winning artist. I also wanna be like, there are so many things on my list and it's all because it's how do you get the message of higher consciousness into the mainstream, where the people who do want to just take in content—they don't want to create shit. They just want to be told what to do. Then let's tell them what to do. Let's yeah. get yes, hon, yes. Yes. Hon, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I actually did that with Dion. So for you, yes. Hon, yes. Yes. Hon, yes. I will gladly sign up to vote your ass into politics. Gladly. Because you're talking my language, not these donkeys, not these elephants, not these royals. You done, you yes. I will gladly go to the polls on uh, what November two thousand thirty-two. If you are correct, that's when yeah. you want to try to get in there. If, yeah. when I'm alive, Source Energy, be my guy. I will go to the bowl. if. She is running. We need higher consciousness. We need something better than the always, because the old ways ain't working. Not anymore. It's still divisive between people in this country. And I'm not liking it. And I'm getting more tired as I get older, <clears throat> hearing these donkeys and elephants Whine, cry, complain about the same old things. I'm gonna Well, nothing. you know what's
1: awesome about donkeys and elephants?
0: What else?
1: They're really tasty snacks to dragons.
0: Woo! Ha! That's great! Yes! Yes! Sacrifice the donkeys and the <laughs> elephants! Yes! <laughs> we need to actually eat them alive and actually bring about true lovings in this world that's what i keep on saying with the bullet we need loving and this chick over here this six foot juggernaut she will lead the way and i will gladly support her and i keep her in office for eight years completely yes i will well, when i'm alive
1: well and, and it I- also takes like the reason why I work with dragons, the reason why I come onto shows like this is for people to understand, like I am a hippie healer. Like I'm very much like a lot of the other people that you have on this show, right? The only difference is that I'm not afraid of dying for my cause. I'm not afraid of knowing that I'm a Martin Luther King Jr. or a Joan of Arc. Not that I have the ego trip, like a certain ex-president of ours, but there's still like (laughs) a level of knowing that you're you're risking your life when you're talking against the fray and that's something that i don't think a lot of people in the new age community are willing to actually step that far into the ownership of what it is we're trying to do yeah we're rocking the in boat hard we're going in getting out fast having like perfect strikes on where we need to go but this is a spiritual revolution this is a full-on war of the like world war three is a war in the mind are you still gonna keep listening to the same old song and pony dance or are you gonna choose a different record because you're either going to like die in dystopia or realize that heaven on earth already actually exists right freaking now i know because i live in it
0: You're on fire. You're on fire. You keep on get the fan. You, you're just hitting it like left and the right, left, then the right. Oh god. I need more people like you completely in my circle. Not only in my circle, but in black lions domain, kids, the uncensored plateau. We need more people. And they say I need to talk. I need to talk more people like Dragon Hunt dragon hunt who I support completely and I will not stop with that. Okay. Oh dear God. You, I don't know what else to say. You just keep <laughs> on knocking it out the, hunt, the park hunt. Oh boy. <clears throat> so we talked about the dragons but you already kind of hit on the sexual energy a little bit but uh, let's go further with that before we even get into that point, I read the book and you talked about it there. And hun, I'm gonna actually rewind to Dion Garcia's uh, episode from just a few days ago, but put you in the place instead of her. To quote myself from that episode, I wound up having a booner in my pants when I read your story, I said, she is owning herself completely i love lo- love it completely and i don't know how you just keep on like reinventing yourself i've seen some of your pictures up huh? it's like <laughs> one thing after another thing you had long hair and then you had short hair and then you had now you got very short hair, but either which way, different incarnations, you still kept that uh, sexiness going. And I say, whew, God bless her husband. God bless her husband. He gets to stay with that all day long. God yes. bless him. And if you're listening, sir, God bless you very much. <laughs> and may Zachary Shiloh's kids, who's on the way, I can feel it. May she actually have some energy like this on over here. I would be culpa forever, forever, definitely. Oh boy, and may she be like me to many degrees. And I'll touch upon honey, honeykins in a different episode because I went on what some people call a vision quest. And I put that episode off to the side for over a week and I needed to take some things in and definitely find out from my guide, which happens to be a crow. (laughs) Seriously, I found out that a spirit guide of mine is the crow. I said, ooh, I feel like Eric Draven except that I'm not dying for a cause. Oh boy. All right, hon, you're ready to rock with the uh, sex bit?
1: um yeah well are you talking about specifically the mirror mantra practice that I'm talking about in that chapter yeah Uh, yeah so I (laughs) I live in Utah so (laughs) for those of you who don't know about Salt Lake City Utah it's it's extremely conservative here especially in the 90s and early 2000s Um, it's getting a lot better Salt Lake County is way way more liberal than it's ever been um, and Utah in general has gotten better, but we don't talk about sex here. <laughs> and you definitely don't talk about it in school. And I just was very ashamed about the idea of sex for most of my life, especially like self-pleasure, anything like that was just like, you just don't talk about it. It wasn't that I ever had like a specific experience. I think one time my friend found out that I was like grinding on one of my stuffed animals and called me out for it. And then I had a boyfriend once that got mad when we were making out, I would grind on him and I didn't realize what I was doing. Like, I like literally didn't understand that I was like getting an orgasm just when we were making out. Like I, I just didn't, nobody was having these conversations with me. I'm an only child of very, like they're older than me by 30 years. So like, I just didn't have like, sexu- like I had a sexual education through my church actually about, oh, wow. that was very anatomical like very like birds and the bees again unitarian universalists are open to like all like so we were having conversations about gay sex and lesbian sex and like transgender like all of that when i was 13 which was 2003 so i was having those conversations way before a lot of people were but that actually just confused me more like am i gay am i straight and I you know what, what am i i don't know i have no clue so i just like put myself in a box. Like I'm I'm a straight girl, <laughs> we're just gonna do that. And I got married really young. Like I had sex a few times in high school. I got married when I was 20, had a baby when I was 20. So <laughs> do the math. And then like, that was it. Like you had sex, like I had sex because my husband wanted to have sex. Like it Aww. wasn't a pleasurable thing. It wasn't something that I felt comfortable with. I was overweight for most of my life. Um, got over 220 pounds with my first pregnancy and just like, I hated my body. I had body dysmorphia my whole life being tall, sucked having 36 G breasts. By the time I was 15 sucked, had breast reduction when I was 17, which sucked, had a baby, like got pregnant when I was 19, which sucked. Like I love my kid, but it was just not like, I never had a point where I loved my body and that just continued. Like, I just like figured out how to wear clothes that like fit my body type, but I never felt sexy. Like I would literally have friends come get me ready for dates with my husband. Cause I couldn't look at myself in the mirror to get ready. That's how bad it was. Like I, I could not look at myself in the mirror. And then after I had my daughter in 2017, I started reconnecting. And then after I got my first moon cycle back, my period back after having her, I went through a whole new spiral of like fuck this I'm done having kids I don't want to have a period anymore like this is such bullshit I'm not a fan and I had a few friends that were like so you're gonna have periods for like another 20 years so you should probably learn how to like it or like your life's just gonna be miserable and let's do it in a witchy way (laughs) like Oh. oh there's a witchy way okay let's try that So I started tracking my moon cycle with the moon. I started really just trying to honor my body, honor what I had done with it. I gave birth at home twice, right? I had a regular hospital birth with my oldest, but then my second was an assisted like whole team here. Then my third was unassisted at home. Like my photographer and my husband were here. That was it. And then I somehow ended up in a naked mirror mantra facebook group again facebook challenges are awesome i end up in them randomly and then they change my life so (laughs) i'm a fan of them and i just started doing the practice she had these pre-made um mantras for us to do look in the mirror repeat the mantras 10 times each while looking at yourself in the face like in the eyes like eye gazing and then 10 times each while rubbing your body and saying these mantras, activating your hand chakras, which I understood from body work. And my goal literally was just to love looking at my naked body. That was it. It was, it was a very simple goal. I knew that I was going to be looking at it. I knew my husband worshiped it. I literally couldn't figure out how other people would tell me I was sexy. And I would just always saw this big girl, I always saw a big girl. Even when I was losing weight, I still saw a big girl. It took me going to a department store and then putting clothes on me and being like, you're a size eight. And I still was like, no, I'm not. I'm a 14. And they're like, no, you're not. You're literally wearing an eight. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I just like did not believe them. But like they were right. I had bought clothes for Hawaii in August. And by November, that were all my 14s, extra larges. Like I had since since freaking high school, I had been a 12 to 14 and an extra large. Like that was just my normal size that I wore. No, she's pulling in smalls and mediums and size eights and like these things that I don't like, did not believe that they were fitting on my body and yet they were clearly fitting on my body. And now I'm even like, I'm now a size four. Like what? (laughs) And this was mostly literally from doing the work of deciding that I was sexy, of deciding that I was really, really gorgeous, that deciding that I could be a supermodel level after having three children, right? And now I model for figure drawing classes. I do photography like boudoir and nude photos all the time for different photographers. I've been you know that it's just like opened up my whole life to be able to own this sexual embodiment part of motherhood and no not feel like just because i'm done having kids i have to put my sex drive away and i can own it and i can rock it and yeah freaking goddess on mission on earth hi <laughs> hi hi
0: <hon. laughs> yeah i am rock- i love that rocket oh as i told dion i kind of uh have an issue with sexual energy on my end i'm more celibate than anything else right <laughs> oh boy because where i live it feels like sex is probable and well, every single time, and every single time that i have something kind of somewhat arousing happen, i'm um, like yeah 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 i don't like it because of how i was raised yep and it feels like a pattern whenever i was somewhere else outside of a hotel room i would say to myself oh jesus christ how is this shit going on and i didn't feel quite so sexy at all even having orgasms I would be like no this is not happening so I was type 2 diabetic I was very overweight in 2019 fortunately for me I was able to start losing weight and over time I started liking my body a little bit better and it's still a process to this day, but I love my body. I look at myself and I say, "Jesus Christ, how did I really lose all that weight?" I would literally look at pictures of myself and actual video footage of myself and say, "I was that big." <laughs> wow. Holy shit! Like today is a special day that happened about two years ago. Uh, my Beyonce was left at a hotel room. I wound up going to Jersey City and uh, catching this uh, fight club esque event called Bloodsport. And I can be seen in second row at points. And I would see myself like I would see last year to now. And I would say to myself, Holy shit, look at me. I'm so fat. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Mm-hmm. How did I survive? How did I survive being that big and eating what I ate and just living wild and foul?
1: Oof. That was the craziest part for me is that I've always been healthy. Like I maybe wasn't exercising, but I had fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia when I was 20. I was diagnosed with degenerative arthritis when I was 20. Like my body just was like, my parents are bigger but not, like, they're overweight for sure, but, like, they're average American overweight. I don't know how to say that. They're not, like, huge, (laughs) Um, but I just, like, always felt like I was this bigger girl, and even though, like, or I would justify it. Oh, I'm six foot tall, so being 185 or 190 pounds is still normal, but I didn't carry it like it was normal. Like, I carried it like I was a big girl and was just hunched over. My whole body was, like, hunched. It was just not Comfortable and like, I still literally sometimes put on pants and like don't believe that I'm shopping in the size four section or that they're too big and that I have to go get a size two in some brands. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? How is that possible? And I have to continuously look at myself in the mirror and see the fit version of me because even with as fit as I am because it was actually mostly emotional and mental stuff it doesn't matter I still look in the mirror and some days or I'm only looking at my big belly or my not bootylicious booty or whatever like even though I'm so much thinner than I was it's totally in the mind it's completely in the mind it doesn't matter I'll look at pictures of me from photo shoots and be like that's not me And they're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, well, then you Photoshop the fuck out of me. And they're like, actually, we don't, we hardly Photoshop you. You're one of the easiest people to Photoshop. Like, cause it doesn't, we don't do anything. We only change one or two things and that's it compared to some of the other girls. And I'm like, I just don't believe you. Like, I just don't. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's because of the level of mental work it takes. It's not, it's. I think that a lot more people would be fit if they realized that being fit is a mental thing. You either decide yeah. that you're someone who can hike up a mountain every day or you're not. Like, that's it. You are the person. And this is something that I'm teaching in my new course, Playing With Dragons. That launches tomorrow. We're talking oh, yeah. about this. We're talking about being the person who does the thing so you can have it, whatever it is. Like if I want the, the way that I really started owning my fitness was by becoming fit by like starting to work out and taking my dogs on walks and hiking because I didn't feel like I had really earned my weight loss by doing it in mirror mantras and eating a plant-based diet because I was not a healthy vegan at all. I was eating totally processed crap. It was not a healthy way of being plant-based but my body didn't want to eat meat or cheese or eggs or any of it, didn't want it. it. Like I would get super sick if I ate those things. But I wasn't eating healthy either, like at all. It was so processed. It was so bad for me. And so just mirror work and diet. Nope, that's not good enough. I don't see myself as fit. But last year when I was hiking a mountain four miles every day, all of a sudden I started believing the number that was still already on my pant size. Super weird, right? And it's just because you become the person who does the things that makes you have what it is that you want. It's how it is with my money, like with work and everything. I'm now a person who has regular clients. Why? Because I do the things that gets me to have that. So I already am a person with regular clients. I do the things because I am that person. And most people have it twisted. Most people are like, once I have the sexy body, then I'll do the things that make me fit, Uh -uh. which is exactly what I had to do. But guess what? I've had the sexy body for a few years now, but all of a sudden, oh no, I just, I do these things. I go do, be fit, <laughs> and now I be fit. <laughs>
0: yeah, hon, exactly.
1: And I remember
0: doing some mental work. Like that's the whole entire thing to start a quote unquote health improvement journey. You have to really be in the game. A good while of these people that I've seen in the past, I would say six months to a year, their main problem was that they didn't really have the mental pack down. They uh-huh. would get thrown off just like that. Like one girl who I keep on talking about, her name is Kish from Kish and Tell. And she was very gung-ho about losing weight. And she was. She was. Only God knows what happened to her. And since then, I it's almost got to have been like over six months or nearly a year since she put out anything. And that worried me. So I would look at other females or other people and I would say, oh, dear God, please don't let uh, these people fall off the track because they got good intentions.
1: Nope. That's what always happened with my parents. My parents, if you go to look at video uh, pictures of them, <coughs> excuse me, throughout the years, they're like huge yo-yos. You're like, what, what happened? Like, oh, well, that's the year that they were on this super strict Atkins diet or whatever, but then they went off of it and they don't have the actual mental emotional support necessary to be a healthy being again i wanted to feel sexy in my body that was it i wanted to like have kinky crazy sex and not feel like i could hear bits smacking into each other while that was happening like (laughs) literally that's it (laughs) that's it i didn't want to be self-conscious while my husband and i were doing some crazy kinky stuff that's like that's that's it that's it but nice. I was able to shift so much more because they didn't realize how much power was in the sexual energy. The sexual energy is still the sacred sec second chakra. It's still the sacral creation energy. It's still it's imagination, really, like the kids' childlike wonder of just being able to go and play. Mm-hmm. That's sex energy. It's literally the same energy. We just change it. Why? Here's why. Because the donkeys and the elephants and the royals know that they can't control a population that's blissed out on orgasms.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. That's it yes so if they shame us and make us feel a lot sexy and compare us to extremely airbrushed models by the way i'm pretty sure i watched a video once that one of my photographers showed me of them airbrushing like heidi klum or something and oh, he was Jesus. All like i don't do this to you do you see what they're doing to this supermodel to nip and tuck her i don't do that to your pictures like you're just already like that and that's when it finally clicked for me like oh, shit, I'm not a big girl anymore. I'm just not. Like, I no longer identify as a big girl. But my pant size said differently for months before I actually owned that. Right.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, hon, yes. Yes, hon, yes. Yes, hon, yes. Oh, my God. You keep on hitting that fire, girl. That's the absolute truth. Yeah, oh, boy. Like, and if this we're is happy horrible. and
1: we're sexed out then they can't do anything like no i'm not going to go to war for you even war itself is a way for the masculine to get the carnal urge to penetrate because they're stabbing each other with <laughs> swords
0: oh that's the truth oh man hon you actually reminded me of george carlin for a second i remember he actually did this a uh, stick uh, on one of his live shows, he was talking about war, and he actually did say something al- along that lines. like uh, These are boys just waving their pricks and uh, swinging contests. I said, <laughs> that's the truth. That's it the is. truth. This is why I never enrolled in the Army and why I'm never going. That's the right. truth. Oh, man. Hon, I knew I had to get you on <laughs> the show. I knew it. But I did not know how much shit you were bringing. And I'm not regretting it. So, Janet Bright, if you aren't listening to this, hon, thank you for attracting her into your circle. This has been absolutely great. Yes! Oh, yeah. One more time. Yes, fine, yes. Yes, fine, yes. Oh, man, this, is, this has to be one of my favorite episodes of all time. This is too much. Oh, my God. Oh, man, I'm even more into Flowtastic tastic now. This is, Woo!
1: Yeah, this oh, is nice. playing so with I... dragons.
0: Yes! All day, every day. Woo-ha! I'm just in the flow-tastic. And when you're in the flow, you're on the go, kids. I keep on saying this. When you're in the flow, you're on the go. Let's make that the mantra. When you're in the flow, you're on the go. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God, I did not know what else to say beyond that. Uh, when I actually first saw you, I said, wow, she really put in some work. If she actually was plus size, she's got this little seductive look to her. She's on a couch, all furred up and whatnot. I said,
1: yep, oh, that's my and... Boudoir boss bitch photo shoot that I did.
0: Oh, oh man!
1: man. Old boss bitch,
0: cause that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, honey, that's it. Damn. Yeah.
1: That, that
0: just is so sexy, so sexy. So again, to your husband, if he's listening, God bless you, sir. God bless you on different fronts. And may Zach reach honeykins when she comes to manifestation. Be Drop the gorgeous for me in more ways than one. And again, kids, you're going to want to tune into this vision quest that I went on. I got some concretes. Yes, concrete details. But there's other things that I'm releasing to source energy. I don't want it. I don't need it. I just want honeykins to arrive. That's the bottom line. So I can actually start kicking ass with her by my side. That's what I want. And Linda Carducci, I know if you're listening right now, you're saying to yourself, that's the way, boy. And I'm saying, yes, bear to mom. Yes. I am actually releasing. I am getting universal grounded. And that's the bottom line because that's how. All right, hon, uh, you already kind of hit upon business a smidge. So when did you really get rocking with that? Uh,
1: So I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years as a massage therapist, and it's where I learned all of what I teach online too was through body work. So I can channel the body or have in the past to the point where I understand all the meridians, I know the sacral energy, like not the sacral, the kundalini energy, the life force chi energy, um, trauma healing, somato-emotional releases, where we store different stories in our bodies that are just like generally Like everyone carries the weight of the world in their shoulders. Everyone carries their lack of trust in themselves in their knees. There's just like certain parts of the body. There's a great book out there called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And she literally goes through and has like this comprehensive list. And I hadn't heard about that that book. Someone told me about it and I read it and I was like, oh yeah, totally. Like I could have read, I could have written this book (laughs) because yes, facts, this is all true. And it like tells you if something's happening with your hair, if you have like, if your hair is oily versus if it's greasy or sorry, dry, like all these different things. It's an amazing, amazing book. But I really learned from a young age, I was like six when I wanted to become a massage therapist that the body was, had all the answers. And then I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and couldn't mm-hmm. barely do massages and could barely do anything <laughs> for years. And then I learned about online coaching, I guess in 2018 is when I first learned that that was a thing. And I wanted to teach this idea of being able to use your body as the, the, like the way shower, like, how do I feel right now is going to dictate how my day is going. If I feel like shit, then I'm going to have a shit day,
0: <laughs> like, know.
1: how it's going to happen. And Just continue to try to find my niche or whatever it was, but it was it's always been this very. I have I I I tell people all the time that I have two businesses actually, because I still run my massage therapy business out of my home and have clients all the time that I go do body work for, and then I have my online business where I have clients from all over the world who I'm helping them learn how to live their dream. Right, my dream was really easy a few years ago. I just wanted to exist without pain. That was it. I wanted to go one month without thinking about committing suicide. Like that was it. It was really simple. (laughs) Like there was no dreams about going to the White House. There was no plans of becoming a Grammy award-winning artist. There was no way that I thought that on the day that my son was born, that six years later, I'd be an international best-selling author. But I was. Exactly what happened this year with Ascension when it was released on the second within 24 hours. Bam, right? Like but I couldn't have told you that six years ago. For me, it's living the impossible dream. For me, I'm Don Quixote and I'm out there chasing windmills. I don't care. (laughs) I want other people to see, and this is what my clients see, is that your impossible dream is absolutely possible when you have someone who's willing to tell you that you're crazy, but you can do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you're out of your goddamn mind, but let's go. All right. Let's
0: that's go what forward.
1: I and that's what I say. Like we bring in that ancient magic. I have clients who are channeling with really ancient they're they're speaking with Isis and Mary Magdalene. And then I have others that are speaking with the Pleiadians and the Syrians. There's clients that work with their past lives and they're they're really into color therapy and energy therapy. And others are more into sound healing. Like we're all healers, we're all entrepreneurs, we're all star seeds. Like we have general beliefs that are the same. But what sets me apart from all the other people in the industry is that I promise you that you're crazy wild. There's no way this could happen. Dream a can totally happen and B can probably happen a whole hell of a lot faster than you think you can. You just need someone who's going to be your cheerleader and actually be like, yeah, I have no clue how you're going to do that. But you know how you're going to do that. Teaching self-validation. That is my number one mission. self-validate you in your own super consciousness and be that's why i call myself the dragon doula i witness humans be born into dragons doulas don't do anything doulas don't do the birthing that's all the mama but we hold the space we hold it hard (laughs) and we say you can do it i can't do this for you but you can do it and every single one of my clients has gone from this create like feeling out of their body, can't figure out how to human, hate being human. Like, oh, just screw the world. It's up, down, all over the place to, oh, I don't like being human because I'm actually a dragon. I actually have like massive, insane cosmic power. It's just in an itty bitty living space called my human body. And <laughs> once you know how to live in your body and not embody your higher self, I freaking hate that. You're not embodying your higher self. You are your highest self right now. You are, you are always doing the best that you know how to do. Ergo, you are always in the highest alignment with what you know how to do right now.
0: Always. Oh, hon, you are speaking my language on several fronts. I keep on saying this because it's the be truth. And you are channeling somebody by the name of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Every single time I hear you, I swear it feels like he is. part of your consciousness. Like Mm -hmm. the last year, I actually wound up buying um, the Hay House You Can Heal Your Life Summit. Mm -hmm. I was still recovering from my breakup with my relationship of nine plus years. And I was already enrolled in a dream builder by Mary Morrison. But I felt Okay, maybe I could take it up a notch. Let's see what else is out there. So, Hay House had the summit that was for free. I wound up buying it because I want. I could not watch the whole entire thing. So uh, eventually, they actually had Wayne Dyer on it. A deceased Wayne Dyer, ladies and gentlemen. He passed away the last eight to six years. And it's very tough to talk about him sometimes because he's not here. But his impact is strong, very strong. And I feel it when I look at Karen. Very, very powerful. And I would say, please go look him up. He actually has this uh, immortal sense to him, like us, where... He knew of everything that was basically going on. I remember Mary Marcy uh, talking about him in in an episode of uh, Dream Builder that she did. Uh, He was supposedly stuck in an airport and he could not almost make it for a lecture. And he went to uh, people asking, do you believe that there's a way I can actually get out of here and make it to Chicago? The first person just flat out told him no. And then he asked for somebody else. And then that other person, once he was done talking to him, they found them different routes. And he made it to Chicago within mere minutes of his actual lecture. I said, whoa, this is awesome sauce. Then when I actually did the whole entire thing with uh, Hay House, I wound up getting an extra package along with what I had. And they actually had a course that was done by Wayne Dyer itself. But it was like recordings of past lectures that he did. And every single one that I watched, I felt like, oh my god. Here's somebody in the self-help industry who was talking my language from a supernatural point of view. Yeah. what does uh, Bjork say in this crazy song called uh, Army of Me? Oh, self-sufficiency, please. He preached that. The dragon hunt is uh, actually preaching that. I'm preaching that. Oh, yep. and uh dear listener uh, by the name of Mayu Chen, I know you're listening, hun. I know you're listening. You must be going, yes, sir. Yes, right now. Because you and I, we've talked about my uh, self-sufficiency in more ways than one, hon. And I'm not letting up, just like I told you earlier in DM today. So kids out there do not expect Zachary Shiloh to stop saying we need more self-sufficiency because we've relied on a system for way too long and it continues to fail. And I'm not saying that failure is bad but not to the scale that it's evolved to, (laughs) no way. We need to have a sense of failure, but be encouraging to one another. I will never stop saying that ever, ever. So if you think I'm going to stop saying we don't need the donkeys, the elephants, and the royals, buckle up kids. (laughs) Look, you're going to be in for a long ride because I will keep on beating that to death until you get it through your heads. I love you all to pieces, but you have great potential. Every single person that's ever listened to this show that will listen to this show, self-sufficiency. Teach that to yourselves. Teach that to your friends. Teach that to your families. And the world will evolve. Evolve at a greater pace it oh, all
1: starts created with... ascension
0: yeah oh speaking of which hunt, <clears throat> i don't know if you truly listened to my episode with dion but i actually did make this known that i plan on joining your cast eventually yes. i truly do i spoke Good. to jan hi janet if you're listening Hunt. we actually came to an agreement Eventually, I will join Ascension. It's just that money's kind of tight to mention if I actually can quote uh, Simply Red, the singer. But once there is a little bit more flow, I'm joining. I will sign up for the very first Ascension book that is available to me. I may not be in two, I may be in three. I may not be in three, I may not, I may be in four. We shall see, but the intention is out there to the universe. When I'm aligned, it will be time. And my story, you're gonna love this, hun. When I say these words, my ascension to the flow state or the higher form of it that uh, my U-chan from Japan, quote unquote, says is called flowastic. <clears throat> That's my story. And I gave uh, Dion a kind of taste to it. I don't know if you truly heard it, but I'll repeat it for you. So basically, it's my rise from childhood all the way through uh, where I can stop. And that's even me exposing myself as a past lifer, like uh, you, hon.
1: it's so funny that this term past lifer is even a thing I talk about past I've been talking about past life since my whole life my whole life I knew that I'd been here for like at least a hundred thousand lifetimes like I've been here for so long so (laughs) the fact that people don't talk about past like yeah karma and like what is it reincarnation those are just like normal conversations that I've had my whole life you are literally killing me with this whole like you're a past lifer like i had no idea there was a label for it
0: oh yes there is a label because there's some people out in this world who believe that you just only live once and that's the end of it that that is not the case i actually heard this uh, from different people i wound up finding out in 2007 about that very long and well. So let me take you back to an episode of uh, what you're on now called uh, Universal Grounding, but last year was called Roaming Around. So my ex-fiance, my first one, Mel Mel, she and I were dating about a month. She kissed me. I was laying in bed and I wound up singing. I said, What is this? I know that I was aware of it. I believe I was tossing and turning, and I woke up. And I told Melma, I said, "Um, I saw something that felt very, very real. And she said, you saw your memories. I said, my memories? Yeah, those are your memories. So I wound up seeing myself as a painter of a fence. And this redhead woman, going nah, 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 uh, actually teasing me, the guy painting the fence was me. I did not understand it, but I knew it was me. And it nah, 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 was Mel Mel. I said, what is this? And then she explained that what I went through was a spiritual awakening. and we discussed our past lives further. I said, what, we've lived countless lifetimes? She said, yes. And then I felt even more respectful to uh, the Highlander franchise from the 80s into 90s. I said, I'm like Duncan McCloud, this is great. (laughs) This is absolutely great, oh man. And without it, I don't know if I'd probably be in the flow state. Now that I'm looking back on it, like
1: it's usually yeah. how it goes, there's usually one big giant. I call it the I call it a meat hook moment where you're just like you just it, It's one of those things that you can't forget about. Like you just don't. You're changed. You're shifted. Even if it's something like that. Like I met my um, twin flame last year. And that was the whole thing. Like I was literally looking at the other part of me, not my husband, a different human and trying to reconcile the fact that there was another one of me walking around everywhere. (laughs) Like what? And that like, he's not in the picture anymore. I don't talk to him at all. It was one of those experiences, but we would have so many past life experiences together. We'd just be like standing in the grocery store and remember something and be like, oh yeah, we were checking out. We Like we're here in the 21st century, but hey, did you just get beheaded in like the 1600s? Yeah, I kind of just saw that. It's kind of intense oh, and it would happen all the time. So past lives are absolutely something that I don't, I think that more people are starting to catch up to. Also parallel lives, like I have a ton of clients that wait, the reason why they come to me is because they can't sleep. Well, they're sleeping, but they don't feel rested. And it's because they're going into a parallel life in their sleeping state. So they're not actually getting any rest. Their physical body's staying here, they're astral projecting and they're living a whole other life like crazy wars or black ops agents, like all these things that are going on. So helping you reconcile, coming into the right timeline, learning those lessons. It's really awesome to go back to those past lives because guess what? You probably already read a fuck ton of books back then before the internet existed. So you can just go back and remember what you already knew from the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the truth, hon. Man, and I knew I had to change last year. I was starting to do this podcast. I felt that I needed people on with me. And I could hear these two songs from a TV show in Canada called Instant Star. And they wound up being the favorite songs of Mel Mel. And we, we haven't talked in years, me for different reasons. And when I heard them, I said, what's going on? here? Why am I remembering this? And then I heard a voice say, go find Mel Mel. Go find Mel Mel, go find Mel Mel. I said, all right, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, go. And lo and behold, before I actually returned to social media, I wound up finding her brother and sister. We talked a smidge. Then I returned, and me and her talked, and things changed for her mass during this epidemic. Like, even before the epidemic hit, she was married to this guy that she was dating before me. And I was happy for her on that front, but then she actually obtained the greatest goal that she had. Now was to become a mother. And I said, oh, okay. I understand why I had to go see her. She's a mom. Now. Mm-hmm. And this is full circle for her. Because I remember when we were together, there was times where we almost had kids, but because of stress and other things, those kids never even really matured and I knew how much it meant to her so to see that she's a mother now I will always say this now I'm happy for you if you are ever listening to this because it was something you wanted for such a long time and no coronavirus or anything took you away from your son and I'm proud of you for that. How you keep on trucking with Eddie. Now, eventually, I keep on bringing this up, but it's absolutely true. Zachary Shiloh's honeykin is out there. I know. She is exactly like me to certain degrees, but there's some things that I was discussing this uh, new series that I'm doing called uh, Release It. And I could hear the crows go, "Go, girl, girl, to let me know I'm right. Absolutely right. And look at you, you're just like, yeah, pal, keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> this is juicy. Shit.
1: That's because it is. It's true. Of course, she's out there. Like, it's so easy to manifest your dream life. It's so simple. It's the simplest thing. You just believe that you're worthy of it.
0: Oh, hon. Okay. I don't know if you can actually see it, <laughs> but say hello to Honey Kins' box and the Perfect. pink book in there. It is actually believe. The word believe multiple times. So
1: well, see?
0: I believe, I believe in Honeycast. She's on the way. I don't know when I'm praying to God that the crow is right, that it will be by a certain uh, one year anniversary of me being let go of a certain organization, but I am open. I am open. I said it and I will keep on repeating it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. That's part of the norm. There's on this no story.
1: reason need. Like the, even the when, like so many people who teach the law of attraction say that you have to let go of the when. That's yeah. not true. If I can command time and space, then I can definitely decide that if I need a new laptop, I need it in the next two weeks. And guess what? I got a new laptop in the two weeks after I said that, right? All the time, like, I'm going to this trip on Sedona. I need this person to come with me. Oh, look, done. That trip wasn't a when am I going? Like, no, that's already booked. Why, when, what, like, it's, when you get more specific, not, like, overly specific. I didn't know where in Sedona I was staying with this person. I just knew I was going to Sedona, and I knew that they were coming with me. And Mm. that was it right? The rest of it all played out. The rest of it all did its thing. Same thing with the laptop, right? Like I just knew I needed a brand new, like not ever used before, brand new laptop in two weeks. I wasn't like, I need a MacBook Pro, blah, 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 blah. I just was (laughs) like, I need a brand new laptop. And the laptop I got had literally been released. It's like an Asus. It had been released a month before. So it was literally like the newest laptop on the market, pretty much. So, okay. But I had a specific time frame. So when you get that, like you can bend time and space. Like we all watch Doctor Who? No, maybe time and relative dimension in space. Like you need both in the 3D, time and space. So that means that you actually can decide when your manifestations are going to happen. As long as you don't have an attachment to, I need a yellow car. But if you're like, I want a brand new Toyota Highlander by the end of the year, guess what? you're going to get it. But if you start getting like super duper duper specific with the leather interior and the this and the that and all of the things, it makes it harder for the universe to bring you that specific car. But if you're just like 2020 Toyota Highlander with all the trimmings, that's way easier, right? Because I might not even know that there's a trimming available that I don't even know I didn't get. But it's got all the other bells and whistles, so I don't give a fuck. But if I had actually gone <laughs> onto the website and like tried to pick and choose, then I'm going to be getting too specific, right? So it's like, it's very much, I always tell people it's like ordering a cob salad and okay, you can say like, but no tomatoes and blue cheese, but don't be one of those assholes that's all like, I don't, I want this kind of cheese instead of this. And I want you to cut up the carrots really small. And can I, can, can I get my dressing on the side? Like that's too specific. You can decide that you want a Cobb salad with no tomatoes and blue cheese dressing, but don't get too crazy about your Cobb salad. Don't turn oh. your Cobb salad into a Mediterranean salad by the amount of changes you make
0: to it. Oh, I knew I had to have you on. I
1: keep on... It keeps on
0: sounding like I'm kissing your ear, but it's absolutely true. I knew I
1: had to get you on. Oh, I'm blunt and to the point and use real life actual, like I talk about dragons all day, but these are real life things. You want to get yes. laid more often, feel sexy, go look in a mirror. <laughs> oh man,
0: speaking of sexy, before we actually uh, talk about your ties to Janet, hun, you look like Xeno Warrior Princess right now with that head covering on your head. <laughs> I saw it on a picture of you. I would say like roughly about two to three hours ago. I think it was. I mm-hmm. said, "Oh, she's got the Xena look going on," and I'm wondering if she'll come on my show like that. And then, lo and behold, I'm looking at you right now. and I was like, the "Oh the my god!"
1: My picture from the Ascension book. So I figured it was. It was good. It was good. Me uh, yep. My daughter's name is actually Xena. Whoop.
0: She, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh gosh, this is great shit. Oh, my God. I love this so much, so much that it, it even feels stronger than the flowtastic. And Mayu-chan from Japan, if you're listening to this, i got to believe you are feeling this energy for me radiating like a wildfire. Who? And Adam Pottsetnik, I'm sure you might be saying, yeah, this kid's on fire even more. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, hon, let's hit the Janet deal. Uh, how did you meet her?
1: Janet is the book doula and I'm the dragon doula. So we just kind of ended up in some group together. Like really simply, I really don't know how I know most people. They just kind of show up in my life. And if I take time to truly like trace it back it's usually some sort of social media group like I've never met Janet in real life I've only known her through social media I had a client who was in her first book birth and then that client's fiance was in birth volume two so like I had heard about her projects how she creates these amazing series that have different volumes and last year in September she was doing an offer for birth volume three and ascension volume one. And I was like in it to win it. I'm in I'm doing that. And it's just been an awesome collaboration meeting. A lot of people that have the same like belief that you can just have, you can live heaven on earth right now. It's literally a choice. Like it's just a choice. We're not gonna wait until the trumpet sounds. There's not gonna be 144,000 angels that pop down. The 144,000 actually refers to the amount of like genes that we have that are non-coding genes that we can activate when we work with plasma and when we work with the sun and when we use our Kundalini energy. That's scientific. So everyone is 144,000 children of God. Oh, you yeah. are me, all of us. We all are. We're all the Hopi prophecy. We're all we're all of it. We're we are the ones that the Mayans prophesized about. We exist right now. So having the opportunity to have those conversations with people, that's just who I interact with. I have people in my real life all the time be like, I want you to meet this person. I want you to meet this person. And I have yet four months later to meet this person. And my friends will be like, I don't get it. Every time you're around, they don't, they cancel or whatever. And I'm like, right. Because I have a standard of the type of energy that I'm gonna be around and the people that get to be around my energy. And you might want me to meet your friend but clearly their energy and my energy aren't a match. How do I know this? Cause I have fucking standards. Uh-huh. And you are not around. Yeah. No judgment, no anger, no, like, I'm not even trying to guess what about my energy is wrong. It's just that it must not be a match because I'm that solid on it, right? So that's how Janet and I, honestly, she's just been in forums and she and I have just always like agreed like, oh hell yeah, I'm with it. You don't have a traditional marriage. I don't have a traditional marriage, like crazy birth story, crazy birth story. Like you just start having, you can have empathy because you've had these vast life experiences that we're not keeping hidden right? We, we're open and honest about how our lives look. And that's something that I admire. So yeah, Janet's freaking awesome. And I'm oh, happy that we got to connect through.
0: Her. Oh, yes, she is. I knew Jan by way of our current uh, mentor, Lair Hayes, or as I call her, Larkins, <clears throat> affectionately. So when I found out about the book, I said, Why does that name sound to me?" And then I looked it up and I said, (laughs) yes, yes, this is the same Jan that wrote for Blair, (laughs) okay. And then I started talking to her and I said, this even feels more right now. This feels even more right. So we were talking about me actually taking a course that she's doing right now not only that but joining the actual ascension cast and i said yes i need to get out the flow state story i need to get it out now it feels more right because i don't know when i'll return for they are magic again if blair decides to do they are magic i'm guessing it will be maybe in the next year or two but the Floyd story, it's got to get published somehow, some way. And Janet, when she actually released Ascension, and I was looking at you, I was looking at David Vine, I look at Rose, Whisper Romeo, uh, Dion. I said, I found a home. I found a home. It feels absolutely right. And nope. now I keep on saying this, Jan Love, and you're gonna hold me accountable, I can feel it. You're gonna hold me accountable. I am coming to ascension. I keep saying it and I mean it. Somehow, some way, my flow state will go to Flowtastic even better. And I'll write about it and it will be released for the world to hear. Ah. <sighs> Boy, I feel even more in flow mode. And Mayu, yes. you, Mayu, you, I can feel you now. You're geeking out as you're listening to this and watching it. All right, Dragon Hunt. The only three things we got left are towards the end. Thank you very much for kicking ass in more ways than one, Hunt. All right, so what can Zachary Shiloh do for you going forward?
1: i mean just keep spreading the word it's really not scary to become unfuckwithable and like actually go and change the world by doing more than you know you're doing it with your podcast every week i do it every week with my live stream and all of the things that i'm teaching you don't have to be like it's not salem in the 1600s like we're not gonna get burned at the stake No one's coming at your door. It's more and more accessible for us to just own that we're more than mere mortals. Um, And also, if anyone out there is interested, I do have a brand new course, Playing With Dragons that launches tomorrow. It's an 11 week course. We're starting on the 12th of April and I'll leave the info so you can put it in the bio, like in the description.
0: But I'm gonna be teaching
1: you literally how to become a dragon, how to be a living legend, how to change the world through super conscious resources. We have different modules. There's like 11 Yeah, it's 11 weeks, three modules every single week. We're talking about reclaiming your divinity through your posture. We're going to talk all about the history of dragons. There's a dragon invocation every single week. So this is that light language channeling that I was talking about. So we do one every week. There's, um, we're teaching about Like I do a lot of teaching like Alan Watts does. So there's a lot of, about (laughs) spiritual entertainment, about being a high-end healer, about being a super conscious leader, about being these new earth entertainers, you know, really owning the fact that we're masterpieces. You are the artist and the art, all of those things and how to strengthen your quantum connections and how to channel and how to use your Akashic records and how to write your new earth records. Like it's, the most comprehensive course I've ever put together ever. I'm freaking Mm. stoked about it. So if anyone is interested in that, then definitely check out the link in the bio. If not, you can see all of my social media. I have my own every super conscious Sunday. So every Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain, which is Denver time, we have an hour long live stream and that's where I get to be like Kind of like a little pastor, which I love, and then my Facebook group, Superconscious Leaders, I go live in there about once a week and I do different um, we do full moon and new moon rituals every single month, and then on the other weeks, I will teach some sort of topic either about dragons or about some of the other super conscious technologies or how you can like really start applying all of this into. bigger world like running for office or going out to get your record label or having your art scene in galleries like actually going out there and working the black ops side of being a dragon which is
0: oh man hot 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 she's on fire kids touch her please your her heat is what we need i keep on singing this happily Uh, Yes, we need more passion like that. People who say that I'm passionate, yeah, I fell in comparison to uh, the Mighty Hunt over here. I really do, but I respect it. So for that, I bow down and respect, (laughs) Todd. I bow down and respects. All right, hopes for the future, my love, are... Your hopes for the future are...
1: Oh, my hopes for the future are to see a planet where every man, woman, and child has access to clean water, healthy food, shelter, medicine of all kinds, (laughs) and an ability to create their dream life, to actually have a positive life experience, and that they're set up to have one. I can't force you to. You can still choose to have a shit life. But I want more people <laughs> to be set up to be able to have a positive life experience, to get rid of this classism, get rid of the racism, get rid of the sexism, get rid of the gender roles. Like, let people be people. Like, I really just want gay married couples to be able to pl- protect their marijuana plants with guns. Like, it's really simple. Like, it's simple, simple, wow. simple human rights, life, liberty pursuit of happiness, pursuit of property, every being, we're all part of the human race just because we have different ethnicities, shouldn't matter, like that's it. I, I want as as beauty pageanty as it says, sounds, I want world peace, like that, that's it. Uh,
0: yes, fine, yes, yes, fine, yes, yes, fine, yes. Oh boy, all right, the last thing. <clears throat> If you don't have them available right now, can I ask you for recommendations to join me as this season progresses?
1: Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. All righty, hon. Thank you very much for coming on my show. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited.
0: Oh, and I'm definitely bringing you back before the end of season two is done. I feel it. You're gonna have more shit to actually talk about. I can it from <laughs> you, and oh, yeah. I believe that uh, I will be a student of yours uh, even more. Yeah. So, uh, kids, look out for a dragon on part two. <laughs> well, look yeah, out! Yeah,
1: for... That'll be great. I'm excited. All right, I'm kids. <laughs>
0: You've already had the taste of me and the dragon hunt. You get to listen to the outro. I have one goal, one aim, one road, one focus. And even if it sounds like I'm venting, which is a good watch, I do it out of love. I do it out of passion. That's the way this show was born, and heaven forbid that this show has to die, it's going to be the same way, completely. And it's not that I don't care for the donkeys, elephants, and royals. They're human beings. It's just that their ways are definitely outdated and insults the human race as a whole. That's my bottom line, because I say so and I love you all the pieces. See you later. Bye. Shout out to my guests for coming by and getting universally grounded with me. I appreciate every single moment that you gave to me. May it have been mere minutes or hours. I am very humble and grateful that you were on with me. With that said, to the listeners out there, the kids out there, please support said person or persons at the links I have laid out in the School of Hard Knocks or as I call it, the comment section below and keep up with these people because they're absolutely great. And as I said, time and again, we need more lovings in this world. With that said, I love you all out there. Please take care of yourselves and each other.